Hey mamas, have you ever looked at the back of your prenatal vitamin and wondered if you were truly getting everything you need? I know I didn't when I was pregnant. Well today, I want to share with you the number one prenatal I suggest to all my doula clients, friends, family, and you, women of strength. It's by a company called Needed. I honestly don't think I was the only one that didn't really understand just how important certain nutrients were for myself or my growing baby. And that is why I love Needed. They have gone above and beyond to create solid products, not only that have the key nutrients, but will also have the optimal amount. Don't be overwhelmed picking a prenatal. Check out all of Needed's products, including their prenatals, pre-probiotics, immune support, and more at thisisneeded.com. Enjoy 20% off by using code VBAC20. You are tuned into the VBAC Link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself, here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C-section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC Link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan. Hello, hello, VBAC Link listeners. Welcome to today's episode. This is your host, Megan, and I am so honored to be here today with our host, I mean, our, our co-host, our guest, Nurul. And am I saying, I always feel like I say, Nurul, she, you guys, she is in Singapore. And right now it's like 11 o'clock PM, her time. She was so gracious to stay up super late and record her story. And we have an amazing story. I know they're all amazing, but I think that this is a story that a lot of people are going to connect to because we know sometimes how hard it is in the VBAC world to find and to, to really get that support that we deserve. So make sure to buckle up because this episode is going to be so wonderful. And Nirul, I'm so, so grateful for you to be here with us today. I think, um, like I said, the honor is mine completely. I started this journey. Honestly, I started with the VBAC link. The oh. moment I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, I've got to find something that, that you know, understands how I feel inside. So right. I went straight to find something about this. Found you on Instagram and said, oh God, they have a podcast. Went straight to post Spotify and I'm like, okay, I've got to listen to this. And I'm, I'm hitting play. I'm hitting play and play and play and episodes after episodes all the way down till I think I was like probably a day before I labored. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So all yeah. of these stories carried you through your whole pregnancy journey and inspired you. And now here you are going yeah. to record your story and inspire someone else in the same way. Yes, I I definitely want to record this so bad because I, I do not know how many of you know um how Singapore is like, but I'm sure you've you've watched Crazy Rich Asians and all of that, you know, knowing like, you know, Singapore is literally is a red dot on the map. It is so tiny, but it is one of the most densely popular country in the world. I mean, it's probably top five, you know, is incredibly crowded. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yes, you, you, uh, and then the noise pollution here is terrible. But um, I mean, if you've been to Singapore, it's completely clean, green, it's beautiful. And what comes along with all of that is convenience. 
and that's the thing with convenience. When you come, when you say about convenience, when you come, when you talk about modern times and everything, come to mm. Singapore, it is really convenience. We are, I, it's it's shameful to say, but I'm also proud to say that you know, we don't walk more than say five or ten minutes to a bus stop, and to travel from one end to another end of Singapore, it takes no more than one hour. It is that. That's how tiny Singapore is. Yeah. yeah. And with this, yes, and how tiny Singapore is, you've got nine huge government hospitals uh, that are heavily subsidized by the government and you have nine equal hospitals that are private. Um, oh. with this, yes. Wow. So 18 yeah. hospitals. Yes. Actually, I think there's two more. I'm not sure, but but these are the, the hospitals that's quite known um, among Singaporeans. And with all of these hospitals, I have to say that there is a culture uh, when it comes to, say, people living in convenience, the culture of, I want the best doctor. I want the best hospital. I want the best service. And I want to be treated like I'm, you know, I'm giving you that dollar. I'm, I want to be treated right. like, like completely like, I, hey, like I'm... Like royalty. Yes, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, so, um, so it happened. Um, it started all in 2019. I was married January 2019. Found out I was pregnant, I think March 2019. The due date was in November. November, mm. yeah, I remember. Of course, I think I, I was one of the few of my friends that got pregnant. I couldn't, I didn't know who to really talk to about this. So mm. then uh, my husband introduced me to some of his friends and wives and all of that. And this doctor, okay, I'm not going to say his name, uh, popped up many times. I'm like, okay, so this doctor was famous even when my mom was pregnant, you know. Uh, with me like 30 over years ago you know he was pregnant that's how it was with me um, yes my mom's doctor that delivered me is who delivered who who performed my first two c-sections oh my goodness but he yeah but he did me yeah crazy yeah crazy Yeah. yeah it is also crazy that these doctors are carrying these names you know with high cesarean numbers you know yep i know it's yeah so Dr. A, I visited Dr. A and my husband and I, we are people who are very honest. We like, we like, we like honesty from, from the service that we, we want, you know. So yeah. when I first met him, he was just very, um, he had this joking tone to him. He made me feel comfortable. He was like, do you have any questions? This and that, you know, he's like, oh, okay, then I'll see you again next month and next and next. Pregnancy was fantastic. went fantastically wrong and everything. And then, uh, there were so many red flags, which of course I did not know to to you know look up for all these flags. Because right. when you're when you're first pregnant, I strongly say that that many of us like, oh, I'm pregnant, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get ready? Ask any moms and say, Oh, you gotta get the this creep and you gotta get this wipes and you gotta get this swaddle. But no one really talks about, hey, you wanna talk about your birth plan, you know? Like, right. how are you going to prepare your body? You know, are you thinking of going to this class for your birthing class? And all? no, I'm going to say no one asked me that. In fact, I even had a friend that's like, oh, I wasn't ready until I was 38 weeks. You know, I thought, okay, I'm just going to stop work for a while and then get myself ready. But, you know, no, no one talked to me about birth. Not a single person. And even my yeah. mom. And even now in 2023, in modern Singapore, talking about birth is such a taboo. Like, no one really talks about it. No really? One. Really? Like my I asked my mom, I said, hey, so how how did you give up to me? Oh, I went to a doctor, they induced me, I put a pill on top of my lip, and then you came an hour later. I said, Oh, that easy. He said, Yeah, just push. 
Oh, okay. Nothing about um uh, yourself that you might get this, right? Nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> I know. So then um pregnancy was all good and all. Um at 37 weeks, he was telling me, Oh, your baby's going very well, very healthy. You know, I like that, you know, your blood sugar level is good, everything is fine. Iron was a little low, but manageable and all. At 38 weeks, he was like, do you know that if your baby's out now, your baby can breathe on his own? You know, mm. you don't have to put, uh, your baby doesn't need to go and nick you, nothing like that. You know, your baby be healthy. As I said, oh, it's okay, I'll wait a little more. At 39 weeks, it's like, oh, your baby's getting a little big, you know, and mm. I'm sure you're feeling very heavy. And I said, yeah, I'm feeling a bit heavy, doctor. So he was like saying, yeah, but if you want to wait, you know, go ahead, you know. You know, all of these signs were all conditioning, which I did not know. Yeah. And then at 40 weeks, reaching 40 weeks, you know, he was like, okay, do you know that when your baby hit 40 weeks, uh, your baby doesn't grow anymore in your tummy, you know? And oh. Yeah, he told me that. This was the words that he told me. <laughs> baby's not going to grow anymore. There's, it's, it's like, um, there's nothing more that, that you know, baby's going to absorb. You know, if you feel, feel that, you know, you want to hasten things up and you want to make things pass and Come on, like, you know, you can get yourself induced. If you want, I can check you today and see, you know, how things are going. Got myself checked. I was hard, high, zero centimeters. Worst. I mean, everything was like telling me is that like, you are not ready for this. Yeah. And then he was saying, I'm sure you're tired. And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, oh, you know what? If you if you think that you want to get yourself induced, drop me a text. I'll come down that morning itself. So at 40 weeks, exactly midnight, I was telling my husband, I'm really heavy, you know, I don't want to be like this anymore, you know, can we just go, just a few minutes after midnight, he was like, all right, let's go to hospital, you know, go to hospital, you know, with my cute little luggage, you know, walking out, I said, oh, and I get myself induced. Yeah, they sent, they sent a text to my doctor, he came in at, in the morning and it's like, all right, you know, let's get you induced. Got me induced, 18 hours later, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Every check they did, they, I was on the highest like level of tocin. Nothing. I felt nothing. Even though like it's like, oh look at look at this, look at the numbers so high. Are you not feeling anything? Oh, it's like I think your baby's really big. And this is what he said. This were his words. Passenger is big, your passage might be small, you know. That's why baby's not oh barf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. your passenger may be small. <laughs> I was or big. Uh, your passenger may be big. I mean, big. yeah, your passenger is big, but your passage is small. You but know? your I'm passage like, is small. Oh, yeah, he used these words, you know. I was like, oh no, it's like, it's like, okay, so it's like, okay, your it, it's already been eighteen hours, you know. It's getting dangerous, but I did not know how to ask him all of the questions that I should have asked. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. He says like, if you're gonna wait any longer, you can go ahead. You know, I'll give you six more hours. Six more hours. If you don't go into labor, I'm taking over, you know. And then I'm like taking over. And he said, Yeah, you know, it's like it's getting dangerous. If you don't feel comfortable, you can find another doctor. I was like, oh. I was like come on, I'm really here, you know. And he was like, I'm like, no, of course I don't want that, you know. And then he was like, saying, Okay, then if you want to go ahead with six hours, but I can't guarantee you your baby will come in six hours. And he said those words, I was like, Oh, God, I'm really so tired. I want to sleep. I want to rest. I just want to see my baby. I said, you know what? I, I, I don't know what, what what should I do now? I asked him, what should I do now? He said, if you want, you can go for cesarean. Easy. Go for cesarean, you know. you. I mean, you can wait six hours. I can guarantee your baby will come. But if you want to do it now, you know, save you all the time. 
And I went to do it. My husband went down, make the payment, you know, there was. And then when you, now that I'm looking at it, and you see emergency cesarean, when you see the word emergency, it means that you can't wait. My husband had time to go down to the counter, make payment, come back out. We had a little talk and all of that. There was no emergency to this, but I still went for it. I went for it. Baby was born. I want to just say that that is okay too, right? Because same thing with me and so many out there, right? With my second, it was like, I can give you another hour. And then, and like, what was an hour going to do when I was having this pressure? What it did is it stopped my contractions. Like, I don't remember feeling a contraction after that because I was so stressed, so overwhelmed, so defeated. I was like, let me just walk. So I started walking and I just remember breaking down and it was like, fine. Like I'm pinned. I feel pinned against this wall. Right. And it's not like you shouldn't, again, mine wasn't an emergency. I walked down to the OR and climbed onto the OR table and, and it wasn't an emergency. Um, they actually called it an elective. I wouldn't even call it an elective. I mean, yes, I did elect, but I wasn't like, oh, sign me up, sign me up, take me down, you know? But so many of us are in that situation where we're like, okay, all right, let's do it then, you know? And he didn't even explain to me, I'm going to cut this much layers and then all that. The only thing that he said to me, when I call out your name, wake up and give me give the hardest call that you can because you'll be intubated i said oh, okay that's all i remember oh they intubated you yeah oh because i said i i don't want epidural oh, oh okay got you yeah because because when when we decided on the cesarean i gave myself just a few seconds to shed one or two tears i'm like i can do this i'm strong let's get through it but i told my doctor i wanted um i wanted ge i don't want to go through it and then um I woke up, he, he woke me up and then I say, is like, I was right. Your passenger was big, but the passage is small. Baby isn't big, but your baby is long. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Long? <laughs> oh my gosh. How big was your baby? Uh, he was 3.47 kilos only. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very average, yeah. So then I I wanted to breastfeed badly, but I mean, in many cases, you know, when you go through such trauma, back then I didn't know it was trauma, you know, going through all of that, you know, you're just not happy, you know, milk didn't come. I I jumped back into work because I just wanted to drown myself from away from all of this. Like I had this feeling of um, I'm not I'm not good enough. Why why can't I put mm. my, my my son? Why why couldn't I do it? You know? Right. And then there's this thing in, in Singapore, you know, um, like in, in my race, you know, I'm Malay. So the the aunties they would say it's like, oh yeah, you went out, um, baby went out the window instead of the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean those words are sharp, you know, as much as you know they mean to like, you know, jokingly say it, they are sharp. And they hit you at at like your most vulnerable state. Because like you're at your lowest radio. You know? And then um I was really down, really deserved, but I, I constantly had a smile on my face, you know, just keeping all in all in and all. And my husband and I like we, we knew that I was going through a period of time where it was just postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety and all. But you know what? I was so lucky because I had the support at home. I had my husband there. He was he played such a huge role in just being there with me, you know, and then like trying to understand what was it that I was going through. But the thing is that he was also going through it. 
you know, we, we went through such a difficult time after that. And then, um, together. You know, yeah. Yeah. We didn't even want to talk about having a second one, you know, that was how bad it was. And then, uh, I think it was, I think two, almost two years later, I got pregnant in my second one. And I'm like, I remember when I, after I gave birth to um, my son, my first one, I, I, I saw this, um, this TV star. She was talking about VBAC. I was like, what's VBAC? What's VBAC? You know, I don't want to listen to what it is. Like, oh, and I was like, oh, you can have a vaginal birth of the sister. I didn't know that's possible. No one tells me that. I thought once mm-hmm. you cut yourself, you got to cut yourself forever, you know? Mm-hmm. I went to see her stories and all. I read about her, her story. I'm like, wow, she's amazing. But then she was full of charisma and she was strong and she was loud. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, sure, she was a TV star, but I mean, I, I I kept it. Still, like, she's a human being doing that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was how how much my self esteem was completely gone. You know, because I thought that I was not sufficient. You know, I'm not mother enough to birth my son. It was yeah. so sad. Yeah. And then um, when I was when I found I was pregnant, my second one, I was like, no, I don't want to go through that. It took me so long to get up on my two feet so that my son would have the best vision of me. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot I cannot do that again. So then I, I went to just I remember those words VBAC. I was like VBAC. I went to Google V VBAC. What is that? And I'm like, right. oh, this is interesting. And then I went on to Instagram and I went to search on the hashtag VBAC, you know, and then from then on, you know, just it was just all the way, it was just right on. And then I found the VBAC link up on you guys. I, I, I started listening. I was like, okay, you know what? I can I can do this, I can listen. The next thing I know, I was like, hey, I was on episode five, you know, when I, I think you you guys were, I think it was the husbands. I can't remember, was it the oh, husbands? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, we had our husbands on. Yes. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is this is fantastic. You know, it's like, I can do this. I can do this. So then um, I was like thinking that also I met a friend and she tried VBAC three times. And it, it was just, I don't know, she t- tried VBAC two times. It was complete mm-hmm. failure. Uh, she was really sad and all. And then so I was talking to her and I was telling her, so what do I do and all. I even talked to her, her husband. And then they were like saying, it's like, get a doula, you know, make sure you get the right doctor and all. So this was like my aim. I was like, I have got to get the doula. Someone's got to help me. You know? Someone's got to get me and my husband like on track. And yes. I get the right doctor gotta get right doctor you know and then from then on i actually interviewed 11 doulas yeah okay so you're like me or i interviewed 12 doctors you interviewed oh my God. yeah but that's awesome to hear that you guys have that many doulas like in your area like that's awesome to hear that you guys have a good amount of doulas yeah oh okay but but with the amount of doulas there's only a handful that's allowed in hospitals oh really 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 only a handful only a handful so every interview that i did with doulas one of the first few questions i asked is like can you be there with me during my active labor and then there were so many that said no i can't i can't be there i'm not I'm not registered with a hospital. You know, I've not mm. worked with this doctor. Not all doctors would want to work with a doula. They That's have to be registered. Mm-hmm. You have to be registered. Yeah. Okay. And there's only two hospitals that allow doulas in. And with these two hospitals, only a handful. Like literally, I think was it four or five? It was, it was during COVID. 
on my mm. second one was during COVID. Yeah. And it was so difficult. I was like, no water birth. I was like, only a handful of doula. And I was like, there were so many like barriers you know, that I had to cross. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this step by step. Interview 11 doulas. And I think it was, I, I interviewed doula number 10. She gave me this, this, this incredible vibe, you know, to her. You know, she was calming. She was, she had so much knowledge to her. I'm like thinking, okay, you know what? I might actually start with her. But there was this voice in me. I, I, I got to interview one more doula. And mm. I, I spoke to her. She's like, yeah, go ahead. Say my name on the video. Yes, please. <laughs> so uh, her, ah. name is, <laughs> her name is Doula Lorraine. She is, she's fantastic. I'm telling you, everything about her is just calm and all so when i spoke to her i felt so much warmth that i have not felt in the longest time yeah then, yeah it was it, it was such an incredible like um conversation with her and then i asked her like which doctors have she worked with and then uh, which doctors are feedback are pro feedback and i mm-hmm. asked her whether she's done any feedback she said she has and, and she she's so humble she's 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 incredible, I'm telling you. So then when I first met her, you know, she just gave me this incredible hug and this rub on my shoulder. I'm like, and it was during COVID. Mm. And I was like, yes, you had to keep our distance, but she was fantastic. I mean, she 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 went through all of the things that um and, and she didn't really like, you know, give me all of this information all at once. You know, it was just slow and seedy and all. And I, I took her up. I was like, okay, you know what, Lorraine, I want you to be my doula. And then it's like, all right, fantastic. And then uh, um, she knew that I wasn't quite settled with the doctors. So the first doctor I went to, he says like he went through everything. And I said, yeah, but doctor, I want a VBAC. And the first thing he said to me was like, yeah, I have extra charges for VBAC. What? I'm like, I, I was like, I looked at him and was like, oh, okay. But the thing is like, why are you telling me you have extra charges? It's like, <laughs> I was then turning to my husband, after the appointment, I was like, no, I don't want this doctor. I don't feel comfortable. If you're going to talk about, to me about money, I, I don't really want to talk to you. I mean, yeah. come on. And second doctor, you'll be shocked. I actually went to my, I went back to my first doctor, Dr. A. I went to Dr. A. Mm-hmm. Dr. A was like, wow, welcome back. You came back. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Expecting number two after two years. That's good. That's good. After your cesarean. I said, yeah, I said, I, I really want to be back, Dr. Tanner. I really want to be back. I said, oh, we have to see, you know. I can only, like, determine that if um that you're a candidate only at the later part of your pregnancy. I said, oh, how much later? Like, 30 plus weeks? I said, oh, okay. And I said, all right. Uh, but he had conditions. I said, yeah, but there are conditions. I said, yeah, what are the conditions? You'll be shocked. Condition is your baby cannot pass 3.4 kilo. I'm like, what? My first one is 3.47. That's not possible. I said, you can't pass 40 weeks. What? My body wasn't ready at 40 weeks in my first one. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was and then he's like, and you can't be overweight. You know, you have to be healthy. I said, like, oh. like, so many of these conditions, I can do this. And I was like, okay. So I, I went, okay, okay, okay with it. I went to see another doctor as well. This doctor, he is like one of the... Uh, pro-VBAC doctors in Singapore there are only a handful literally mm-hmm. like you can count with one hand you know I, I went to see him and then he asked me what happened with your first one and I was like uh, and he knew Dr. A okay he, yeah yeah he was in a completely different hospital so he knew Dr. A and said, I was like oh um, Dr. A said that passenger is too big and passage is too small and uh, also no pro- um, I think it was um, no progress in my 
label or something like that. Then I said, oh, okay. It's like, why? Why, why was there no progress? I said, oh, I went in to get myself induced at 40 weeks. And he asked me, why do you get something new? I was like, uh, I was like, I didn't want to wait really. It was, it's like, Dr. A was telling me, it's like, there's no point waiting. I was really feeling very heavy. Well, and, and he, he also told you that your baby wasn't going to grow anymore. <laughs> so at that point, you're like, okay, I guess it's pointless to keep this baby in here. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? So then um, she was like, saying, you know what? If you want a feedback, we are not going to induce you. It did not work the first time. It is not going to work the second time with you. And... Mm-hmm your body wasn't ready at 40 weeks, we are not going to do anything until you have reached 42 weeks. Then we'll see what we can do. I was like, yes, yes, I found someone who's actually like going to go all out with me. Yeah. With this. And there are so little, I'm telling you, that you can count an, an amount of doctors and support that will allow you to go to 42. It is all kinds of excuses they will give you. It's like maybe babies it will be in danger you're putting baby in danger and all of that i'm like it was so hard is and this was only only the first battle trying to get the birthing team that i could trust that would respect my riches that would listen to me and they would understand that hey i hired you and i will fire you if you don't listen to me you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like i i was going into this with so much like like I, I was going hate on like I think I think I was angry. I don't know what I was angry, but I was like, you know, sure. I, I, I gotta do this, yeah. And then um yeah, I told myself I gotta get a trusted doctor. And then I remembered like Lorraine asking me, it's like, why do you want to be back? You know, I was telling her, I want the best version of myself for my number two, my number one, for my husband, and especially for me. I don't want to put myself through that again. And that I told him, it's like, it's not about proving to society or to family members or to friends that, hey, I can do a vaginal birth too, right. you know. No, right. it wasn't about proving that. No, it wasn't about proving to myself that that empty void. No, there was no empty void. No, I, I wanted it. I wanted it because I needed it badly mm-hmm. for myself. I mean, I, I, I needed that so bad, you know. Hello, women of strength. Today's episode is brought to you by Needed, the leading women's health supplement brand recommended by nutritionally trained practitioners. Let's talk about lactation. Are you planning on breastfeeding? Or maybe you just had your baby and are looking for some extra lactation support. Well, Needed's lactation support plan pairs three essential products to optimally support your breast milk supply, and it's a great addition to mom's overall postpartum care. The plan includes hydration support, which offers electrolytes in optimal ratios to help replace what is lost through lactation. The powder comes in three delicious flavors, lemon lime, grapefruit, and lightly sweetened with only real fruit. It also includes collagen protein since an optimal amount of protein is needed to support breast milk supply, caloric needs, and the blood sugar balance. As you may know already, the collagen protein is my fave. Collagen protein can easily be added to smoothies, tea, coffee, and other food and drink. And because stress can impact supply, the plan includes needed stress support, which offers clinical strength, herbal stress, and lactation support. Save 20% off your first order of Needed's lactation support plan or any of their perinatal nutrition products at thisisneeded.com using promo code VBAC20. Yeah, and then she's like, all right, then we'll do this. 
So I went for her hypnobirthing classes. I told her like, I, I'm a person who's always stressed and I've got so much things in my mind, all these micro stresses, work and all. And, and, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, there's so much things that I had to do, so much, you know. And then I was like, all right, you know what? We'll take it step by step. So I said, okay, let's do this. I uh, went for classes. I learned to let go. The whole process of it was just letting go, was to forgive myself, to show self-passion, yes. like to tell myself, you know, if you're going to go to Dr. A and say, this is all your fault, he will not take a single responsibility because he's going to say, hey, you hired me. I, you hired me to tell you what you want to hear deep down inside, you know? Right. And yeah, he's not going to take any responsibility for it. And then I thought to myself, there's no point of me like wanting to tell him, like, you know, you were wrong. You know? No, there's no point. I was like telling myself, I, I will take ownership for what happened. I have to. Mm-hmm. If I don't, then there's no way out of this. I have to learn from it. And then um, Lorraine reminded me that you had to have gone through all of that because if you did not, you won't be where you are right now. Yes. Yeah. I you agree with that so much. Exactly. So much. Yeah. And then um, into the the whole journey of um, hypnobirthing lessons and private sessions with Lorraine, you know, I learned to really let go, really relax. And she said, and even at, I think it was 36 or 34 weeks, you know, she was like saying, you still have tension, you know, you, you, you have a lot. And it's like saying, she's like saying, you know what? You have to get everything out of the way. And I remember in my class, there were two other moms. One of them wanted to try for feedback. And uh, another one was, wanted to try labor without an epidural. And uh, the lucky mom actually went into labor. I think, was it on a full moon or something? There's something about full moons that mm-hmm. I read. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she, uh, Lorraine told me her birth story. And she's like saying, like, you have to get everything out of the way. You know, when your body is ready and when your yes. body goes into labor, everything should be out of the way. It should yes. only be you and your birthing partner. And that's safe space. You know, she was telling me. I said, okay. I went home and I did four lists. <laughs> I, had, I had this list and I gave it to my husband. See, my husband is a very, very busy man. So I say, it's like, I need you to go through this list and tell me what you don't understand. Because if you don't understand, I'm just going to put it in more words. So you will do it when when I go into labor or before I go into labor, you know. And mm-hmm. after I give up, I need all of this done. Because I don't want to be thinking and have all these micro stresses to stress me out and then not allow my body to go into birth. Into, yes. yeah, labor. Yeah, labor, yeah. And then uh, he's like saying, all right. So he, is, my husband, even though he wasn't present at most of, um, Lorraine's lesson or at the doctor's appointment it didn't I didn't mind that at all because he did his work as well <laughs> he yeah. actually read up about what he had to do and how to prepare himself and Good. all of that yeah so uh, he was like um, at 40 weeks at, at week 40 you know he's like so how are you feeling I said I'm heavy but no I want to wait I really want to wait. And said, like, oh, okay. So he still went to the office he still went for his meetings you know went to settle with our toddler and all Everything was still on its way and everything, you know, doing like like I wasn't pregnant, you know. <laughs> right, normal life. Yeah, normal life, completely normal. And, and that was exactly what Lorraine told me. You have to live your life normally. Don't 
like if you want to go somewhere go you want to eat something eat nourish yourself you know if if you want to go have fun with your kids go like don't stop yourself you should there should not be any limitations to to what you want to do you know mm-hmm. and then and it's just like you have to feel happy when you're happy all of these happy chemicals in your body you know will help you yeah all, yeah but one thing is she was always there with me she was always checking in and all so at 40 weeks at 40 i think it was 40 plus three and 40 plus four i was feeling very very nervous and i felt a lot of anxiety and like oh my god why is it taking so long i should be going into labor the thing is that yes it was 40 plus why five but i had another one week plus two days and i don't know why i was stressing i mean come to the way i don't know why i was stressing but the thing is that when you put yourself in that situation one hour feels like 10 million years you know i'm like oh my god when is it when am i going to go into labor and then you feel like It's like, oh, my tummy feels hot. Okay, great. Let's just guess. <laughs> like, I'm not going to labor tonight. So you wake up the next morning. It's like, oh, I'm still pregnant. Still pregnant. Water's still in me. Everything like there was nothing. You know, there was no signs showing that my body was ready to go into labor. So yeah. then I did so many things. Like you name it, I did it because I badly did not want another cesarean. Like I did like uh, eating spicy food and in. Mm-hmm. In this part of the world, Southeast Asia, the food is extremely spicy. So I ate like Indonesian spicy food, and I ate like the Chinese mala spicy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, yeah, I remember, I remember doing so much things. I ate pineapple core. I drank like a pineapple smoothies. I ate dates every day. I've been having mm-hmm. like I remember one of the episodes like you guys was like saying the raspberry leaf tea was like the three two one rule. Like the first trimester, one bag a day. Mm-hmm. Second trimester, mm-hmm. two bags a day kind of thing. I did that every day, and then uh, I did spinning babies. I sat on my yoga ball, like tilting on my hips and thrusting and everything. Yes. Mouse circuit, everything. Like I was telling Lorraine, I don't want to do the mouse circuit. It's so long. She's like, give me a try. I was like lying down and 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 adjusting here, and I did walking at three in the morning. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, because I was that like. I want again to leave it so bad, and it's just right. like, saying, you know, she's like, you need to just relax, rest, just do nothing, do nothing. She's like, do nothing, spend time with with your husband. My husband's name is Shah. I'm just gonna say his name. It's so much easier. So I spend so much time with Shah. Um, starting I think forty plus six. Yeah. So I had sent my toddler over to my in laws, and I like, say, you know what? Let's 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 stay in watch a movie i remember it was in the afternoon i was watching a movie with him and i'm watching something funny eating spicy food nothing and then i reached 41 weeks and then uh, lorraine was like saying how are you feeling and i said i'm afraid that as much as i'm trying to relax like my body i think could be halfway there ready or not but these stresses are getting to me you know it's like all right you know what just one more week and wait i said what is it I'll try anything. Like I've tried even Chinese acupressure on my foot. Like I went like mm-hmm. <laughs> all out. Like uh, she's like, you want to try the midwife's brew? I said, what's that? And I was like, give it a try. If you're afraid, we can have half the portion. So basically, midwife's brew is the um peanut butter with the um what do you call that? Castor um, oil. Castor oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid because I'm afraid. I told Lauren, I'm afraid. Like I read so many things on the internet about this, and I might yeah. get like diarrhea or like something bad might happen. As I say, it's like we'll have half of it then. I said, all right, we'll have half of it. I had half of it, and I think uh, there were really good surgeons that came, but 
I went to bed, woke up, nothing. Yeah, and then Nuri was like, you know what? If you want, we can try the food stage. But she said, but I, I but you, you've got to prepare yourself. I said, all right, I'm prepared. Like everything's prepared. So uh, she was like, say, come over, get the oil, and then I uh, drink it with my. Uh, she said, drink it with your smoothie. Said, yeah, all right. But before all of that, I wanted to spend time with my son. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let all these happy hormones, you know, kick in, you know, spend time with my toddler, spend time with my husband, my in-laws and my parents, you know. And then, uh, yeah, I took it, uh, went back home. It was just my husband and I. And he did, he, 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 he really stepped up. So I gave him that list to follow. So there's this mm-hmm. list for laboring. So he dimmed up the whole room. He turned on the essential oils and he had, relaxing music turned on you know mm. the, the sheets were new and clean you know everything was just nice and calm and then he's like when you're ready you know I said yeah so I, I sat sat out in the living room I drank the uh, smoothie and back in I was like I'm really tired I just want to sleep like, alright so he said I'll join you in a bit so he went to go and like do some house chores or something and then I, I remember he Trapped in and he went to bed. I was already sleeping. And then I woke up. I think it was close to midnight. Uh, I drank I drank my smoothie at about 8 in the evening. I woke up at about 11 something. And I felt really, really strong surges. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to time them. I timed them. And then it started getting really intense. I was like, mm-hmm. this is two minutes apart. And it was like 65 seconds. 70 seconds I'm like okay this is long but my husband was dead sleeping he was snoring you know I was like I'm not not gonna wake him up you know I was like and then I remember from suddenly like everything that I learned in hypnobirthing class you know was like get into the showers you know it might not be real labor you know maybe you just need to be like I got into the shower I stood in the shower I'm like this is not going anywhere and then I said you know what let's just just try to go to bed let's just try to go to bed I was like, I, I couldn't. I grabbed my yoga ball. I put it on the bed. And I'm just, I want to rock myself on it. And I remember, I, I kept thinking of all of these things that I learned, you know, and I was like, instinctive birth. Listen to your body. Trust. Just trust it. You know, what it wants to do, just listen. Just go along with it. Don't go against it. So I took my ball and I put it on the bed and I'm like, on all fours, I'm just rocking away. And I didn't even realize that I was actually like timing myself and all like but but apparently like after giving birth and I saw like I don't even know what I was timing because it was all over the, <laughs> the place and then um I think my husband woke woke up to me moaning really bad and he was like saying are you okay um I, I did not know what to answer I was like I, I I just I remember showing him the phone because I say like I I took I took this I took this and I was like okay so he was looking at it and I said, I'm going to send this to Lorraine. I said, yeah, yeah, send, send, send it to Lorraine. So yeah. she sent it to Lorraine. And then I said, can you call her, please? And then he's like, she's not picking up. I said, no. Oh. And then I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I just want to rock on my ball right now. You're so comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, he called again. I think I remember. And then uh, Lorraine asked him, because he told me all of the stories that Lorraine asked him. He's like, is she talking? Not much. She's just moaning. I said, okay, time for you to go to the hospital. <laughs> And then, oh, oh mm-hmm. and there's no birth centers in Singapore. There's zero. Mm-hmm. So it's hospital. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I remember, I was like, um, he's like, 
okay, you know what? I'm going to get the car. You do what you want, all right? He was talking to me so gently. Yes. And then I, I'm going to be in the shower. I popped in the shower again and I was just rocking in the shower, enjoying the warm water and everything. And then suddenly he's like, when you're ready, okay, I'm going to bring you to the hospital. He's like, okay. And I was there and I just slipped on my dress and then uh, I went to, uh, I walked slowly. I remember it was, it was the longest walk to the car, even though it was just downstairs. Right. Yeah. And, and I had to take the lift down because we live on the, on the fourth floor. I had to take the lift down. And it was 7.30 in the morning, 7 in the morning. And like I say, Singapore is densely populated. Mm-hmm. It's really that you, you don't meet someone in the lift in the morning. So yeah. I went in and I remember there was this middle-aged guy and a auntie in the lift. And then she looked at me and she looked at my husband and said, she going to labor? And then he was like, mm, yes. He was just mm-hmm. nodding his head. And I did not want anyone to just annoy me. You know? So I was just facing yeah. the door. I'm like, just rocking myself. And I walked. And then she's like, I'll say a, re- a little prayer for you. I'll say a little prayer for you. I'm Aww. like, I just nod my head. I didn't want to talk. Thank you. Just, yeah. So I went in the car and my husband already had a seat reclined all the way to the back because I put that in the list. And he did everything. I know he's so, so sweet. So I went in the car and I sat in front and there was a little pillow that was ready for me and I hugged the pillow. You know, and and the journey from my place to the hospital that we chose is about 25, 30 minutes. Okay, yeah, not bad. But it was the weekday in Singapore, peak hour. Yeah. Oh my God. And I totally blast the music. I want you to blast the music. So he turned on the hypnobirthing music and he blasted completely. But how loud it was, I could hear like the the motorbikes just passing yeah. on the left. I'm like, oh my God, like stop it. It's so loud. And I was like telling my husband, like I didn't say anything, but he knew I was like moaning because I was just putting myself into that zone. It's like, hey, you have to let the body receive the surges you have yes. to yeah but i could feel him like mumbling because i think he was cursing at the traffic was, oh i bet he's like, come on we got to go come on because <laughs> i could feel like the car was going fast and then um i remember that we were uh, probably just one u-turn away from the hospital and there was a bus coming in and he didn't care he just made the u-turn you know because he was literally like i am two i'm one minute away from the hospital i'm not like i'm not going to get one bus in my way you know he turned and he went in and then uh i when i was stepping out the car i was actually annoyed with a lot of people actually to be honest i was not with the bikes i was not with the auntie yeah annoyed with the valet you know the valet was asking me do you need a wheelchair and he kept asking my husband does she need a wheelchair does she need a wheelchair i'm like no, I don't want. I want Lorraine. I said, I want yes. Lorraine. Yes. <laughs> so I to the and then suddenly I heard this blah 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 blah. And there she was, my doula. I was like, oh my god, she's yeah, there. She's running. running. Yeah. With her flip flops down the stairs, and then with her yoga ball, and she came straight to me, and then she's like, you're doing an amazing job. You're beautiful. You're incredible. And 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 I I felt really so much love by my husband and then with her there I was like my safe my my space is protected like yeah. I can feel so much love here and yeah. then like she asked me do you want to walk or do you want to go on which I said I want to walk I had to go up I think one two three flight of stairs oh my goodness yeah to deliver and say are you sure you want to say yes I want to walk because I, I in, in my mind it's like 
I don't want to sit down. I don't right. want to sit down. I, I do not want to be pushed. No, I want to walk. So every walk, it was like entering like that one and a half minutes that surges would come. I was like, I faced against the wall and I put my hand on the forehead. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And she was like, it's okay. You're doing fantastic. You're doing great. And then the, the, the labor room was full. It was full house. We had to wait for a room. And while waiting for a room, I, had, I was checked. And then when I was checked, I, I think I, I was so defeated because the nurse was so perky in the morning. Mm. <laughs> I did not want any noise. So I said, oh, uh, she checked me and then she was like, oh, you are one centimeter dilated, <laughs> but negative two and high and hard. I'm like, oh my God, no. How can yeah. that be? Like every logic was like, you, this can't be it. You are like one and a half minutes, two minutes apart. I was like, I was like, just get get me a room, get me a room. I want to get into a shower. Got yeah. into they managed to get me into the room. I got into the shower and all. And then uh my dealer was reading to me scripts. I I remembered and all. My husband was there. It was getting really intense. That the surgeries were getting so, so intense. And I refused epidural. I ref I, I had my birth plan and my birth plan was really, really like down to every little thing. Mm-hmm. That you can imagine, I said, I in in the book now I was like, no artificial lights, all monitors to be turned off, uh, no CTG allowed. I didn't allow any monitors on me because I did not want to feel that on my body. Right, right. I did not want to wear their their clothes. I went in with my dress and I wished to go out just wearing my my things. I, I I'm yeah. not a patient. I I went there. I'm like, I'm not a patient. I'm not sick. Being pregnant is not a medical condition. I'm just birthing my child. You know, I don't need all of this. They said, yes, I'm thankful for modern medicine, but rescue mm-hmm. me when I need rescue. Yeah. You know, I don't need you there to tell me that like, you're pregnant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you birth your baby. No. Yeah. So I, I remember going down there and in the room, laboring, like shower head. And my husband was behind me. I was standing and he had the shower head behind me. And I kept telling him, it was like, over my shoulder, on the left, on the right. Mm-hmm. And he just went ahead and... They they tried their very best to comfort me and all. It was getting so bad that I started begging my husband, just get me the epidural, get me the epidural. And then my husband Which just is said, a sign. <laughs> yes, it was a sign. But you know, but but when you feel all of that, I remember my doula telling me a day before is that you are gonna be a force of nature and nothing is gonna get in your way. I didn't believe her until I was there at that time. Because mm. I turned to my husband and I say it like with serious eyes and I grabbed his hands like get me epidural get them in here and give me epidural now and and I was angry and crying at the same time and then he looked at me dead on into my eyes and then he looked at my my doula and he looked at Lorraine and then Lorraine looked at him and they kept giving exchanges with their eyes and they were just ignoring me I was like why are you ignoring me listen to me I'm like listen to me I want epidural now I was crying and all and then, and then Lorraine tried to talk, talk to me, and she tried to go on like you have just try to lie down, relax. I'm I'm go- I'm I'm gonna breathe with you and all. I didn't want to listen to her, and I turned to my husband. I spoke to my mother tongue, like spoke in my mother tongue to my husband because she wouldn't understand. You know, it's like you know what, you don't listen to me. Fine, I'm gonna speak to my husband. And I'm gonna speak to him in the language that he and I share. Yeah, then, yeah. Can you believe it? Like I was a real force of nature. Like, and then she was like. He just kept on looking at me. 
and he don't want to respond. I'm like, I'm like, why are you not listening to me? It's like inside my head, it's like, why is nobody listening to me? And then he was like, he was like, he he was, I think he was close to giving up because he 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 kept on looking at Lorena. They kept on giving exchanges and all. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Okay, you don't give me epidural fine. Get me gas. Just get me gas. Just like, all right, I'll get you gas. So I remember Lorraine stepping out, nurse coming in with the gas mask, but I wasn't listening to the instructions. I did not know how to use a mask. I, I thought it was just breathe, like put on your put on your mouth uh, over your mm-hmm. face and breathe. I did not know that when it vibrates, it means that you're not breathing in right. I did not know. Mm-hmm. So all the time that I was breathing, it was vibrating. But I just needed something to hold tight. <laughs> yeah. So, well, apparently the gas, there's nothing to the gas. Yeah, like I was telling like my dealers, like, I want to sleep. I want to sleep. I'm so tired already. Please just get me the epidural and just like, just try to breathe through and all. Right. So I was holding on to the mask, but I wasn't breathing right. And then uh, I told can you get the nurse, get the nurse and get her to check me. I don't feel, I think the baby's coming. And then she's like, okay, okay, I'll get the nurse. And then um, got the nurse at about, I think it was 11 a.m. in the morning. It was mm-hmm. just like, it was just a few hours, but time distortion makes you feel like it was forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So the nurse checked me and she's like, oh, um, you're soft, but you're only one, two centimeters dilated. I felt even more defeated. I'm what? like, oh, this can't be. I'm like, you know what? I was like, I, I was close to giving up because if even, even Lorraine saw like I was really, really struggling to sleep. Yeah. And then you know, she's like, tell me what you want to do is that I, ju- I just want to lie down she kept on putting the peanut ball between my legs mm-hmm. and I kept taking it and I remember mm-hmm. a nurse coming in uh, one of the L&D nurse coming in and she spoke in like really high tone voice and I specifically said in in the in mm-hmm. my yeah my my list that you know no one is to speak loudly in the room and then I turned to her I was like can you talk softly I'm sorry I'm just excited for you I rolled my eyes at her. I'm like, oh my god, what's happening to me? I did not. I it was it was it's just not me, you know. But like I said, like Lorraine said, you are going to be a force of nature, and no one's going to get in your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she checked me again, and I was like one to two centimeters later. I'm like, this is getting nowhere, you know. I, I told her I give up. I I want to sleep. I want to sleep. I don't care. I went to sleep, and then um, I kept thrusting my hips because that's what Lorraine told me. Okay, and then she checked me. And just like, and this was, I think, about 12.30. Yeah, it was an hour late. It was only an hour later. Can you believe it? She checked me, just like, and, and she was recording with her phone, you know. She's like, I see hair. I see hair. She's like, I see hair. She was like, I see hair. And then she would, she she ran out. I could hear her. Her her, her, her slippers going like, clack, 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 again. Oh my gosh. And she was like, she's like, the baby's coming. The baby's coming. And then the nurse came in. And then uh, the nurse turned me because I was lying on my side. Every, uh-huh. Everything I did, I, I did not want to be strapped down. I did not want right. to fall on my back, nothing, you know. Right. And she turned me and, and she had the audacity to take a piece of gauze and put it on my perineum and say, Mommy, don't push your baby. Here. And <gasps> she actually pushed a little, you know. I'm she like, pushed I'm baby not, up. Yeah. She, she pushed baby in, in fact. I'm like, I'm not pushing. I thought, I'm not pushing. And then... um. She's like, I'll get the doctor here. Okay, come down. The doctor came in at 11.40 and um, he they were busy putting on his gloves, you know. So they were facing the wall. Mm-hmm. Three of them, two nurses, one doctor. Two nurses putting on his gloves, 
and his I think some um, yeah his uh, gown a rope thing yeah his gown yeah. and gloves and then I was like I don't want to push but I feel like I feel like she's coming and I remember Lorraine was 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 reading a script about hot air balloon imagining yourself in a hot air balloon you know breathing going higher and then I was just putting myself there and I felt like I needed to just sit up you know and then when I sat up and then then he said I know my baby was out I just breathed out I didn't push I oh didn't my gosh I didn't push I was like I, I just need I felt like I need to sit up I sit I like breathe out and I sit up and she just came in and oh and, my god yes the doctor wasn't there the water was facing the wall and then my husband was my husband was like oh my god and then I I, I turned and then Lorraine said she's scared she said and, and, and I remember Lorraine going to like I don't know if she was screaming or shouting it's like take your baby take your baby <laughs> and then my husband went and grabbed my daughter and she just he just placed her on me you know mm. like I, I even took out my dress and like put it on me put it on me and I even asked my 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 I even asked Lorraine is like is the baby here is the baby here I didn't even realize because I I just breathed out. I didn't push I didn't know how to push and there was no cutting nothing and then and then when the baby was on my chest you know you know the doctor turned around he was like oh congratulations and then my husband was so happy and I was crying and then Lorraine was and I, I remember saying to Lorraine I was on a hot air balloon I was on a hot air balloon oh <laughs> and, my gosh yeah, and then I'm like I can't believe she I'm like I was looking down on, on, on my daughter and she was on me I was like I can't believe she's here I did it I can't believe I did it I keep on saying I can't believe I did it and then the doctors is like okay you know what I was like I'll leave you um <clears throat> with your daughter for a while skin to skin and all that I did not let go of her like I didn't allow them to clean her you know and I didn't allow the cord to be cut until it was completely white it was all mm-hmm. uh, all the wishes were actually um, respected until yeah. they came to my placenta and this is this is, this is ridiculous because then uh, they left me alone they left me and my husband and Lorraine alone you know for our time with the baby and all it was amazing, fantastic. I had one hour with my daughter and then my husband had one hour. But before my husband had that hour, you know, the nurses came in and it's like, uh, mommy, your placenta is not out. I think you need help with it because you're, you're bleeding a little. I'm like, mm. it's fine. I'm fine. I'm holding my baby. I'm talking. I'm fine. It's all right. I don't need help mm-hmm. with it. And it's just like, I'll give you another 10 more minutes. I said, no, give me more time. I, I want I want more time. Give me, give me another 30, 40 minutes, okay? Because mm-hmm. I just, this is fine and it's just like saying it's like okay so she came back but it wasn't 30 40 minutes she gave me i think another 10 minutes she came back it's like mommy you really need to get this placenta out you know i'm gonna just pull and target okay i said no mm-hmm. no i mean no give me time can't you wait i was like can't you wait and then i i saw how lorraine was looking at me it was like it's like okay you know it's like you know like she she was actually proud that i stood up for myself you know yeah, yeah I, I advocated for myself because going into this journey, I thought my doula would need to help me advocate my wishes. But no, I advocated strongly. And then uh, she was like, she was like, okay, you know, let her birth her placenta, you know. So then went into hypnobirthing again. Placenta came out beautifully, you oh, know. Good. There was no complications. I did not, I tore naturally. It was only five stitches. I remember it was, 
I, I think you had one of the episodes, you know, like the mom was like saying birth high. I did not understand it then, but when I gave birth to my daughter, that you understood high it now. Yeah. It's it's been with me and I refuse to let go. It's it's a different kind of euphoria that you cannot yeah. explain. Yeah. Mine came along with working so hard at trying to have that birth and then right. having that birth, fighting every battle just to have the baby I want the way I want it, you know. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it was every fight. <laughs> it was exhausting. Yes. But but you did it. You did it. And you just sat up and baby came out. Like that's so amazing. <laughs> I remember so my happy husband. Thank you. I remember my husband saying was like, oh, she looks like she came out from the water slide. I'm like, uh -huh, just shoot. It's like, do I need to pay the doctor now because he didn't deliver the baby? He didn't catch the baby. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh. it, it was, it was, it still is a wonderful yeah. company. Yeah, and yes. and I'm I'm gonna say this for every moms who who have had who are gonna try for rebacks or even given a chance to tolac or those who have had a rebac. You have to really look at it and think of the journey that you had because for me, because of that feedback, it has opened a new me. I did not birth my daughter. I had a rebirth of myself, a stronger right. self. And I'm starting so many, like, in fact, I'm starting a, a new healing journey. Even my doula say, I, and I'm so close with my doula, like whenever I feel like I'm having a hard time, and like I would talk to her and say, you're having another healing journey, you know, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, and it was because of that big step that I made, you know, yes. advocating for myself, fighting for myself, you know, it yes. doesn't have, it doesn't have to be because, you know, everything is all laid out for you and you take it, no, right. just do it, yeah. Uh, well, huge congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. We are oh, so happy you. for you and I encourage you to continue staying on that birth high and yeah. going out there and sharing your journey just like you are right now is only going to inspire and motivate others as well. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been amazing. Oh, it's Good. almost it's actually midnight now in Singapore. <laughs> yep, it's midnight. Oh my goodness. Well, we better let you go. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so so much. And thank you. Thank you. Okay. And every mom that do ask me is like, how did you get onto this journey? Like, Listen to the feedback link. I'm serious. So much information, so much things you can learn. Oh, well, thank you. And we thank agree. You. I mean, this, this podcast still even educates us, oh. right? Like, so yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to the vbaclink.com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, the worldwide database for VBAC doulas, and more, head over to the vbaclink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.